Hello, and welcome to the Enlightened Awakening Podcast. A place of honest and authentic conversations. I'm your host, Timmy. And I'm Muriel. And today we wanted to have a conversation about the topic of self-compassion. For me personally, this is something that I've been thinking quite a bit about as of late. And I've noticed that I've become increasingly critical and I've started to pay more attention to the way that that is impacting my sense of self-esteem, but most importantly, my sense of mental equilibrium. So Uriel, to start off this conversation, I wanted to ask you, how has this concept been playing out in your life? Let's say maybe for the year of 2023 and when it comes to actually being compassionate towards yourself, how would you say that you you would rate yourself right now? Well, that's a, an excellent question because I don't think I'm somebody that's very inclined to be self-compassionate. And if I were to rate myself from one to 10, uh, 10 being the best when it comes to self-compassion, I'd probably say I'm like a one, maybe a two. And the reason being is that I find that I struggle more when I'm too compassionate with myself because I haven't necessarily found a balance. Now, that's not to say that I'm tearing myself down at all times, but I'm able to build motivation through the hardships and the difficulties and challenges that I face in life. When it comes to being compassionate with others, I'd probably say I'm closer to like an eight or nine. It's kind of interesting how that works because, you know, I'm so compassionate for other people, but not necessarily for myself. And and obviously it, it has its negative effects as well in my life. When, you know, life does get really hard, sometimes powering through those scenes of hardship can be, can take a toll on you and your mental health, of course. It's interesting that you see that you're in your life still able to display compassion to others, even though you rate yourself quite low in terms of self-compassion. And one of the ideas that I wanted to explore today was actually just that, the interplay between showing compassion to ourselves and how that impacts the way that we are going to be able to be compassionate towards others. In my life, I see that it works the inverse way, where when I am having a harder time being compassionate to myself, that ends up bleeding out into my relationship with others. But before I go into that, let me answer the question I asked you. I would say that when I rate myself in terms of self-compassion, I'm going to put myself at about a two or three with a tendency to drop down to the zero level, depending on what's going on in life. The greatest factor I would say that has impacted that for me is when I start to see that I am starting to stray further away from what it is that I said I wanted to be about, the identity that I adopt, who it is that I say I desire to become and why I desire to become that person. And it's interesting to see how the more that I stray away from that, the less compassionate I feel towards myself, the more critical I become. So the more I stray away from that. But where it starts impacting my relationship with others is when it comes to expectations. I find that when I have exceptionally high and sometimes unreasonably high expectations for myself, while I may not consciously allow that to bleed into my relationship with others, inevitably, it does end up projecting into the way that I show up in relationship with others. And so I'm curious to know from you, how do you manage to prevent that from happening in your life where you maybe aren't so compassionate to yourself, but you still have an abundance of compassion to others? As you're talking about that and you asking me that question, the only thing I can think about personally is that it all comes down to the way I was raised. My family and and I were, were always surrounded by people that were struggling a lot more than we were. And 
from a very young age, my parents have always sort of taught me that to have a mindset of helping others, regardless of where I stand in life. And that's something that's kind of stuck in, and has been a big component of my personality and who I am. And as a result, I've also developed this, this component of myself that always chooses to endure more hardships, hardship than others, as long as others around me can be in a better place than I am, regardless of how hard whatever I'm going through might be. And I think it goes back to that idea of being of service to others, because it almost feels as though I have this confidence in myself that I can handle whatever comes my way. And if I can do that, why not do that for others and know that the world may be a better place as a result of the sacrifices and maybe the challenges that I'm going through. And so I think that that's sort of the the way that both of those connect for me because I'm maybe not so compassionate with myself so I don't lose my drive and motivation and dedication to continue to face struggle head on. And therefore I do it so that everybody around me doesn't have to struggle in the same way that I did. And that's an example that I've also got from my parents because they've they've just shown me that through their actions, through their struggles that they've gone through and the example that they've set for all myself and my siblings that they have continued to struggle and fight through the hardships that life has put ahead of them to make sure that we are doing the best that we possibly can. And it's almost like I'm trying to continue that almost like legacy, I guess, if you will, that they've passed down on me. And uh, it allows me to just have that much more compassion towards others, especially in moments of hardship. And it just gives me that willingness to take on that hardship because if I'm being too self-compassionate, then I feel like I take on the a victim mindset and it prevents me from tackling the things that I need to. I agree that it's a tough balancing act between being too compassionate to the point where you make excuses for yourself and you have a reason to always justify why you're not following through on what you said you wanted to follow through on and how that ultimately plays into our tendency to develop a victim mindset in certain circumstances. And I think that for myself, I have less worry around falling into that side of things only because I tend to default on the overly critical side, as I referenced earlier. For myself, that definitely started in childhood as well. I had a lot of issues kind of managing my own behavior when I was younger. I would get in trouble at home, at school, at church, everywhere that I was, trouble appeared as well. And eventually I had to accept the fact that I was the common denominator in all of those areas. And while, yes, there was a little bit of time where I was blaming myself for how things had turned out, that I was ended, that I ended up in circumstances that really were not going to allow me to live the sort of life that I wanted and were ultimately going to limit the options available to me in the future because of certain things that I was involved in. And so when I started to transition away from that, I made it my mission to ensure that nobody would be able to say, oh, I saw you doing this or you're not a good person because you engaged in this type of behavior. I'm like, anything that y'all are going to hold against me is going to be from the past. You're not going to see me sweat. You're not going to see me blink. I'm going to make sure that there's nothing that you guys have on me. So I went way to the other extreme. And this is totally unreasonable because, number one, it's coming from a place of proving other people wrong. When we desire to make change because of how we want other people to perceive us, you've already lost. But even more so than that, I put myself at significant risk for just developing this sense of shame when I didn't 
follow through or I didn't meet the expectation or I didn't perform at the level that I was striving towards. Because after that, I would then start thinking, oh, people who are just waiting for me to fail are going to say, well, of course, this is what we expected from him. Based on what we saw before, we never would have expected he amounted to anything. So he's just meeting our expectations. And so this became like a chip that I was carrying on my shoulder and still to this day do in some ways. And so one of the things that I've found has really started to help in terms of dealing with this is one of our favorite things that we've talked about often on this podcast, which is journaling. But it's a specific type of journaling. The other thing that I have observed in myself when I have a tendency to fall into this overly critical lack of compassion for myself type mode is that I just need to get that idea out of my mind so I'm not continuing to ruminate on it. So I write it down, and usually it's me just venting to myself about how I feel, about how I fell short in whatever way. But it's always interesting to see how when I go back and review, the second half of those journal entries are always me, yeah, I would say metaphorically picking myself up, where I'm saying, you know, this happened and this happened and this happened, but this is what you can do to get back on the horse and continue moving forward. And this is why I think that there's a lot of power in being able to go back and review things that you wrote when you were in a dark place, because it does serve as evidence that you have gone through hard things, you have overcome mountains, you've gone through valleys, but you keep pressing on. What about you, man? When you find that you're going through a time where you have been really struggling with that self-compassion, where you're maybe trending closer towards a zero as opposed to a one or a two. What are some of the things that you have found that have pulled you out of that and allowed you to remember that you need to be just as kind as yourself to yourself as you would expect others to be to you? You know, it's interesting because I've been through a lot in life to sort of understand that life is never actually supposed to be easy. And I think for a long time, I, I really struggled with the thought of knowing that I felt as though I deserved that people were compassionate to me when I was struggling or that I deserved to be compassionate towards myself when I was struggling. I never really found sort of a balance in that. And the reason being is, is that, as I sort of mentioned before, no matter how hard life has ever been, I found that leaning towards too much compassion for myself just leads me to an endless loop of negativity that never really renders any positive outcomes in my life fully understanding that life is not meant to be easy. I've now learned to accept that life is supposed to be challenging and things are supposed to be hard and we are supposed to hit rock bottom. At the end of the day, bad times are not meant to last. We just got to weather the storm and and get through it. But, you know, when it comes to that, you've got to understand how to manage through a storm in order for you to get through it. And so, Although some people might find strength in self-compassion, I actually find it for myself that it renders me weak. And therefore, I choose to provide that compassion to others as I feel like I don't need it for myself. And maybe that's a terrible negative thing, And but I just find that it's a lot more useful for me to put my time and effort into identifying ways that I can overcome whatever challenge is in front of me. And... Um, especially when it's when you're in a position where you've got to act, there's no time for me to sit with my emotions. I've got to make an objective decision on what it is that I need to do and try to gauge how that outcome is going to get me there. Uh, and I, I believe that there's people out there like me 
And sometimes people might think, you know, that you're cold or that you might not care. But ultimately, the way I like to see it is that we make choices in life and those choices can have a positive or a negative effect on the outcomes of our life. And I, I just know that for me, and maybe that's something that I can definitely endeavor and try to learn to be more self-compassionate. I haven't found that balance. And when it comes to push and shove, I rather lean on the things that I know work for me as opposed to perhaps experimenting with something that may lead me in a path I don't want to be in. That's an interesting and unexpected and probably unpopular take on self-compassion. But what I also heard in what you just shared, though, is that you really are prioritizing showing that and investing that into relationships. I do believe there's a lot of value in that because what we sow into our relationships with others and into the lives of others will come back to us. If, you, if you're if you sowing that and you're giving that into the relationships around you, then inevitably bits and pieces of that will come back to you as well. And as long as you are experiencing that sense of compassion, then I think perhaps if it is coming from others that it's it doesn't play as much of a role in your own life generating that for you because you've invested that so much in others that they give it to you freely. Maybe that's just a thought. I think this other there's another significant piece around this idea of self-compassion, which is the way that it can insulate you from negative self-talk. And I think that this is one of the most powerful pieces for myself because where I really started to realize that this was something I needed to pay a little bit more attention to was... I, I started catching myself just saying very unhelpful things to myself and about myself in my head and even sometimes out loud. And that's when I was like, OK, something is going on here that I need to pay attention to. Historically speaking, that's not something I've ever struggled with. In fact, for years and years and years, I can say probably the last seven to eight years, one of the biggest challenges I've had in my life is pride. And it's something that we've talked about on this podcast a decent amount. And I'd say between the time that we started this podcast a year ago now, actually almost a year ago to the day that we started. And now is that I'm not having that same problem, which in some ways is good, but it's produced other issues in my life where now I'm finding I need to put a lot more effort into ensuring that what I say to myself is kind. Because I think that we can end up in a situation where we are judging ourselves and criticizing ourselves and shaming ourselves in a way that if we were to do that to anybody else in our life, that person would no longer want to be part of our life. And to talk specifically about myself for a moment, I have caught myself doing that quite a few times recently. And to then see how that impacts things like my self-esteem, my confidence in my abilities, but ultimately my mental health, that's where I really wanted to have this conversation today to kind of flesh it out for my own self, to kind of see if A, you've noticed different things in your life or other things that have been helpful in terms of navigating that, but most importantly, to put it all out on the table to be able to say, this is why I find that this is an area that I need to have some growth in, to really be able to talk through it in a way that makes it make sense in my mind. What I will say is that as I've become more aware of the fact that this is something I need to take strides towards improving in, I find that it's easier to catch myself in the moment. The awareness that this is something that has started to become a little bit of a problem spot when I say something in my head that I can see is unhelpful or I'm trying to almost shame myself into taking action. I just remind myself that I would never do that to anybody else in my life. 
while this may not work for everyone, it does work for me as a reminder to say, be gentle and kind with yourself. Just as surely as if one of your friends was going through a hard time, acknowledging their role in getting themselves into that place of a hard time, and they're actively putting in work to move out of that crevice that they find themselves in, the last thing that that person needs is, is criticism, is shaming, words that are going to cut down their sense of self-esteem. And so it's been a good reminder for myself to treat myself the way that I would treat somebody else who I care deeply for, who was in a similar situation. I agree with you. I think that it's important, uh, especially to those that struggle significantly with being too critical of themselves to a point where it becomes so toxic that it's affecting their mental health in a negative way. I really like the point that you made, though, about how my ability to give people compassion maybe then lends itself to people giving me compassion without me kind of seeking it or requesting it. And that's probably why maybe the way I am works. And I never actually thought about that. And I, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons why I really enjoyed being in the podcast because different perspectives provide you with a different view of how life works. It's difficult to fix something like this overnight. But what we can start doing today is to decide that we want to give what it is that we want to receive. I have found that there are a couple people in my life who some of the greatest joys in their lives doesn't come from what they achieve or what they've been doing or anything that they can say has happened as a result of their own efforts, except for what it is that they have done in the lives of others. And I think that's a very powerful lesson because there are times when it's hard for us to believe in ourselves. One of the things that somebody who used to mentor me used to say all the time is, even if you don't believe in yourself, I want you to borrow my belief in you until you are able to believe in yourself more. There are going to be those times when people are going to come into our lives to provide us what we're incapable of providing for ourselves. And I think that that's a good stopgap measure in the moment. While we seek to be able to cultivate that from within. And this really is why relationships are so powerful because the quality of our lives are largely dependent on the quality of our relationships. So I appreciate you sharing that, man. It was insightful and eye-opening for me as well. Thanks for tuning into today's episode, guys. We greatly appreciate your continued listenership. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts because we out here on every single platform. Until next time, take care and stay blessed. And remember to continue to work towards creating a life worth living.